Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome to WCCL Radio. If you haven't heard this show before, it's called Steel Talking with Geraldine Steele. I am your host, Geraldine Steele. It's a pleasure to have you join us tonight. Thank you for those that stick and stay with us. We really, really appreciate it and want to say thanks more than we, we have done in a long time. So th- thank you so much. We have a great lineup for you tonight. The first thing we want to talk about are all the people who are really talking about running for president. I mean, some of them are actually engaged in the run right now, right? Especially when it comes to uh, a man that many of you have heard of, Dean Phillips, for president. Um, And it's really quite interesting. Um, He is a Democrat. He's running for it, and he's very serious about it. Am I right about that, Jonathan? I won't say that you usually don't declare unless you're serious, but... Usually the people that are declaring for this, they have a, an investment in it. Maybe they're trying right. to get their name out. But Phillips is – He's he, a well-known name. Yeah, he's 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 garnered a lot of attention during mm-hmm. his time in Congress. And so he's a name that people I think would be slightly familiar with. He's not one of the, the upper echelon of well-known Congress people, but he's probably second tier. I don't think any of the people that you and I have talked about are on the upper echelon. I'm not going to many. No, no. Is is there okay? So, you know, the only one I would say I think about would be Robert F. Kennedy. Yeah, but he's not even a Democrat anymore. Yeah. So Robert F. Kennedy had announced that he was running under the Democrat platform, the Democratic Party for president. He got some push. He got some play. uh, Got double digit percentages uh, from polling. But he has decided to drop out of the Democratic Party. And go where? And go independent. Okay. So he announced that last week on October 9th that he was um, that he was going to stop running as a Democrat and start running as an independent. Okay. So then that's pretty, you know, when you're ready to do that, that's real. That's very real. So um, I get that. But – Robert F. Kennedy has the name, right, the Democratic name. And that's kind of hard when people, you know, hear of them moving to something else. Um, independent is usually quite well known. Well, people know who independents are. And Well, the thing with, with Robert F. Kennedy is he has the last name. Right. He but does... is that fair, though? Is it fair that the name can cause you to lose as well as when? Well, the, well, this is this is why I bring up his last name. He is not, I don't think, in the same vein as his father, Robert F. Kennedy Sr., his uncle, John F. Kennedy Jr., his, um, I believe, uh, uncle 
uh, Ted Kennedy. Uh, the Kennedy name means something in this country. And for Robert F. Kennedy Jr. to kind of stray away from that, not not right. get a political boost immediately, right. that says something. But what does it say when you are an independent? What does it say? Is that is that something to come against the Democrats or the Republicans or the ones we usually hear about? I think it's this country is is really interesting in that there are other countries around the world that have a dominant two party system. Right. But I don't think it's as well known as the American two party system. Mm -hmm. And there were times when. That system was not a two-party system. You had the know-nothings. You had the Whigs. You had other parties that had some type of uh, influence, I guess you'd say. But over time, it kind of whittled down, and those other parties either folded into the other two dominant parties or they just went away. You go to places like Israel and Italy and some of these other countries around the uh, around the globe and uh, Germany, they have different sects of – a liberal side and of a conservative side, mm-hmm. and they they play well. They play they they have importance. They 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 have impact here. A Green Party, a Libertarian Party, uh, some of these other independent or, or fringe parties, they don't have the impact that those other ones do in other countries. Yeah, but, you know, we've been through a lot through the decades. You know, if you go back in decades, you'll start to really see the uh, understanding of how well some of those smaller parties have done. But that's what I'm saying. Over time, I think that's that uh, not just the knowledge of that, but just the the actual impact that has gone away. That's why you don't see a lot of libertarians mm-hmm. or Green Party mm-hmm. or other types of third party candidates really succeed well. You right. know, the, I agree the, with that. The, At the same time, we have a real challenge with people saying that person can win. That's the problem. We've kind of watched all of this over the decades. And as we watch, we learn. Uh, are people, are the Americans really interested in that particular person who's in that particular group of people, whether it's a Democrat, Republican, or whatever? You even talked about the Uyghurs, right? It's, it's, it's weird when you start to really look into it. And some people go, oh, I'm not going that far. I'd rather stick with what we know. I, I again, the, it, a lot of the political capital in this country, I, I, I guess it's in most countries, but especially in this country, you is money. You said that last year. What? That same thing that you just said, and it makes sense. Don't get me wrong. The, that political capital is money. Yeah, yeah, it is. Right. Uh, it's, it's it's. But it's well not known. always just money. Money, because if we go back in history, we can see where people. Real Americans just got out and fought and walked and talked to all the neighbors that other people would say, oh, I'm afraid to talk. Look at people today. They don't want to talk to their neighbors. They don't want to talk about politics. Oh, no. You know, Thanksgiving's around the corner. We can't talk about that stuff. Yeah, we should be talking about it all the time since we are looking at a possibility of democracy being seriously in trouble in this country. I have a problem with that. Well, I— Again, I I think there are those candidates that you have that are more grassroots. I think that those that there are candidates out there that do uh, walk the path, so to speak, and and knock on doors and do all of that stuff. Especially when they're coming in as as freshmen, as as first year politicians. 
but I think it also wanes over time, and you and you see less of that the more experience you get in politics. I think that's something that's been a bit detrimental in this country is that it does start to at least after a while from what we've seen, it starts to become about the money and about the, the, um, the connections that you have to more powerful people in different industries. But that's what we're waiting to hear this year. We're waiting to hear who's investing in whom, how much money are they putting in and why? Right. I mean, we've had so many challenges with the money that goes into politics. It almost feels as though it's stripping us away, it's stripping the country further. It's taking us further back to a a time I don't want to have to even think about again. Right. So that's that's a real challenge. And there are other people who are running for president. I mean, there are several people who really want to run for president. I'll say this. So we. So we were talking before the show started about some of the candidates that were going more on the left side than on the right. We didn't even touch on the the big list of candidates that are currently running and that have even dropped out. You're talking about North Dakota on the Republican side, North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Um, they've dropped out. No, they're still in. They're still in. Uh, Larry Elder, who's a well-known conservative talk show host, Nikki Haley, the former ambassador, former South Carolina governor, Asa Hutchinson, former Arkansas governor, Mike Pence, the former vice president, Tim Scott, Donald Trump, Vivek Ramaswamy. That's that's the list of people that are in. I, and I forgot Ryan Binkley. I, I don't know him, him as well, but he's a businessman and a pastor. But then the people that dropped out, uh, Francis Suarez, who's the mayor of Miami, Will Hurd, who's a former U.S. congressman. Uh, Corey Stapleton, who's the former Montana, Montana Secretary of State, a lot of people want to get in the ring. Why? Because of, I think it's I think it's varying. I think what your money is part of it. I think fame is part of it. I think power is part of it. Power but, should be number one. But influence <laughs> on where you can set yourself up. You know, maybe I I run for president and I don't win now, but maybe I run for president in eight years and I win then. Remember, President Biden has ran, I believe, four times previously to to twenty twenty. This wasn't his first rodeo. It wasn't his first rodeo. At the same time, though, this is a man that has been in politics in the United States for decades, right? This man knows a lot. His wife knows a lot. I think that they are brilliant people. But, but some, but, but sometimes that that weighs against you. It doesn't. It doesn't. Not, 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 not for to you. those that. I think it matters to those who care. If you have a president who has given his life for years and years, right? I look forward to being able to say when a woman is a, a president. Right. And having to give for years and years. Can you imagine how difficult that will be for this country? But at the same time, I digress. Okay, let's go back to Biden. It frustrates me. You and I have talked about this before. Every time they say he's too old, he's too old. He's feeble. He should just stop. Let it go and let someone else take his, you know, take his place. I totally disagree. I think he's brilliant. And I think he knows exactly what to say and when to say it. I don't know of all of those people that you named a minute ago. I would trust to ever be out front to talk and say who we are as the United States and where our politics are. 
I think it. I, th- I think it's a difficult thing in any case, no matter who's president. Um, by the way, it is. It is for this. 2020 was his fifth run for okay. president. Oh, fifth run. Yeah. 84, mm-hmm. 88, mm-hmm. 2008, 2012. He had announced he got into the primaries um, in those years, in those cycles. I'm and talking so, about his knowledge. I, I understand. I'm absolutely I, talking about how brilliant this man is, how much he has given to this country in politics. I understand, but there are going to be people out there that will think that, yes, you can gain knowledge on situations and how to handle some situations, but – the more time you spend in, the more time the mold starts to build, the more time the fungus starts to of, of potentially having something corrupting you. So you're so, saying every president we have ever had or even just recently. I'm not, I'm not, just I'm not recently, saying that. I'm not saying that. Recently. You're saying that they all have done this? This is, this is a problem? I, I think that there are people out there that look for fl- fresh blood – all the time, and they 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 are hesitant to trust a politician that's been in office for 15, 20, 30 years because the the fact that you have to make choices that could be difficult, that we could all be make hard. Choices every day, every day we have to make choices, and so do our leaders, and we have to help, hold them accountable for everything that they say and do. And as you know, that is not happening in our country right no, now. No, it's not. And it that's not. and that's part of the thing. That's the, part the, of the thing. The, the account- problem. The accountability and the lack of accountability to stand to stand up when you do something wrong or you do something that affects or hurts other people mm-hmm. as in a in a in talking about a politician, that's part of the distrust. Is that they can get away with whatever they want to in some cases mm-hmm. and not be held accountable for it. And so that's that's where I think you're going to find some pushback is that, okay, these people have been in there. How much money have they made off of being in this office? Right. You know, writing books or going on, right. doing speeches told, or all that. We've been told all the time, you know, these uh, our leaders or those that want to be our leaders, they're running for those offices. They want to be accountable. But if we were to use the word responsible instead of accountable – I think more Americans would listen. It's not just, even though accountable and, and, and uh, responsibility seems to be the same, the bottom line for me, when I hear responsibility, if someone comes up to me and says, it was your responsibility to do such and such a thing, Gerald, and you didn't do it, I don't know about you, but that pangs my heart, man. I'm all of a sudden, I'm sitting back going, I'm fixing this immediately. I don't care if it's a relationship. I don't care if it's a job. I don't care. The bottom line is if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do as the leader of whatever I'm in, whatever I'm doing, then I need to be kicked out. Same thing with our leaders today and yesterday, right? So I get tired of this whole looking at Biden because he's just so feeble and, oh, look at that. His brain is sharp. And that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the for the the treasure that he has in his brain and heart, and the way he loves America. He has stayed on that for decades. Enough said. Are you? I, I think, don't know. Maybe you and I just disagree. I, I am think, a Democrat. I think I, I I get what you're saying. I don't know if other people are going to see it that way. 
I'm not looking for other people to see it that way. What I'm asking them to do is to really pay attention to what he has done, right, in leadership in this country, first of all. Second of all, what type of healing has he been able to introduce to this country? He was able to pull in when when 9-11 happened. That man was standing there in New York. He was there. And why is it that we look at that and go, oh, that really doesn't mean anything? What? Of course it means something. And we should take take care of those who care about us. Period. I I think I'll, we'll leave it at that. I would love to hear your opinion. I I I, I don't know how to respond. Um because I, I understand what you're saying, and I agree with what you're saying in a lot of ways. But when it – and I'm just – I'm not talking about just President Biden, but I'm talking about a lot of these politicians that have stayed in office for so long that you wonder have they always been truthful with what's happened? Have they uh, tried to nudge you away from certain situations because it it might – look bad to people that are behind their election campaigns. You know, again, the fact that there's so much money in politics right now and the fact that you have super PACs and you have the fact that you have businesses that are able to, um, the Citizens United case where businesses are able to uh, fundraise as if they are citizens, as if, as if they are people, that clouds a lot of judgment. From from the from the purpose, from the from the electorate from the electors from the electorate it clouds a lot of judgment of okay is this person on the up and up because maybe they were they were funded by something uh, just give a, an example maybe Target gave them money and oh dark tar- money we we talked about that years ago yeah and, that's, and it's been around for a long time and that I think clouds a lot of people's judgment and and does not let them allow them to trust what politicians are saying, whether they are truthful or not. And who do you trust? Do you not trust the people that are leading us? Leadership is everything. I've told you that. I've said this on this show many times. Leadership is everything. Whatever the leaders do, they are responsible for it, period. However we look at it, we might say, oh, but I like him. He's so cute. I've actually had friends say that to me. I mean, why aren't you voting for so-and-so? He's so cute. I mean, Barack Obama, oh, my God, if I could have married him, you know. But that's not what I'm looking for. Right. I'm looking for someone who is going to save this country in some way. However they're going to do it, make sure that they're doing it for all of us. That's what I'm asking for. That's what I'm looking for. Is that too much? No. No, I don't think it is too much. I think it. I think it's uh, something that should be str- that should be striven for. I think it's strive, striven mm-hmm. for something you strive for. Something you strive for. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. Looking at what's happening in D.C., especially in D.C., if if that's if that is the overarching feeling right now from some of the people that are in power. Not all. Some. We've always, 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 every time we vote. There are people that are going to get in that I don't think should be in or you might not think that should be in or any of the listeners may think, oh, that person shouldn't be in. Why did that person get in? We got to stop this, right? 
But what we have to do first and foremost is come together and figure out exactly what it is that we want. Stop having only the Congress tell us what we want. We have to tell them what we want and go after it. I agree. I agree with that sentiment. All, the last thing I'm going to say about this is it's, it's much easier said than done. It has been done. It's been done before more than once. All right, we're going to take a break. Coming up with our first guest is Simone Hardiman Jones, executive and founding director of Greenlight Fund Twin Cities. If you've never heard of that, just wait till you hear about who they are and what they do. We'll be back in a moment. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, we have um, a guest that I'm very excited to introduce you to. The local chapter of a national investment group is taking a hopeful step in closing the disparity gap in maternal mortality rates for women of color. The Green Light Fund announced a multi-year investment in a new app designed to give patients and other professionals a place to review health care providers. Now, Simone Hardiman-Jones is the executive and founding director of Greenlight Fund Twin Cities. And she joins us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline to explain this new app. Welcome to CCL, Simone. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Geraldine, for having me. I'm happy to be here. I was so excited to read about you and to read about Greenlight Fund. Um, were you the one that decided that it was time for the Greenlight Fund? Did you start it? I did not have the privilege of starting Greenlight Fund. Uh, Greenlight Fund was started in Boston many years ago and has grown to 11 cities across the country. Um, but I was hired as the uh, founding executive director in August of 2022 and have uh, been here ever since. Well, I tell you, the one thing we want to talk about tonight is Greenlight Fund Invest in Earth. Now, that's I-R-T-H as in birth, but it's I-R-T-H. And their, their um, Green Light Fund is all about addressing maternal health disparities. And as you and I both know, this has been going on for so long. Do you ever, do you even look to see, okay, this is going to be the year when we're going we're gonna to match this, we're going to make this happen, or is this the year for it? I'm incredibly hopeful with the partnership that my organization, Green Light Fund, Twin Cities, and Earth have entered into um, the data and the research on maternal health and the disparate outcomes for black women and other women birthing, and birthing people of color have been dire for many, many years. The reality is we've 
made very little progress towards addressing the racism and bias that has entrenched our healthcare systems. And I uh, am hopeful that Earth will be a part of a solution to create change and, and shift the status quo. Right, exactly. Um, tell me about Narrative Nation. Sure. So Narrative Nation is an organization founded by Kimberly Seals Allers. Uh, Kimberly is based in New York City, and she is also the founder of the Earth app. Narrative Nation broadly is uh, Kimberly's organization that really is meant to address uh, and share stories of uh Black for, on behalf of Black birthing uh, women and, and, and their families. And uh, Earth is the innovative uh, technology-based app and program that has come out of Narrative Nation that I'm excited to share a little bit more about with you this evening. Yeah, and this is Black and Brown birthing people. I'm curious to know why the B was dropped in the word for birth. Yes, I think it's uh, Kimberly's way of really getting uh, getting the attention of of the public and the community to pay attention to black maternal health. We know that uh, you know, black uh, and uh, other birthing people and women um, have experienced bias in the healthcare system for a long time. In fact, you know, black women uh, are dying three times more often than their white counterparts here in Minnesota. And so uh, dropping the B for bias and birthing really is, you know, meant to call attention to the fact that um, our healthcare system, there's biases in our healthcare system, and we need to address them. Do they really care? Yes, uh, we are as a community. We have to come together and care about this uh, this issue because, frankly, you know, if we are not making systemic change in our community. Uh, we, you know, we will never have an impact. And if we do, if we can make a change, uh, it benefits all of us. Yeah, well said, Simone. I really appreciate that because it's so true. Uh, you know, these are people that you're talking about when it comes to black and brown birthing people. We're talking about doulas and family members um, to leave uh, prenatal birthing, uh, postpartum and pediatric reviews of healthcare providers and institutions on the app. So this app can really share a lot of information with black and brown people. That's right. It's a powerful tool. You know, I, I always talk about Earth as a three-pronged approach, you know, starting with community power through the app. So through this app, um, the Earth app, uh, Black and brown birthing people can leave their experiences, but also uh, fathers and partners can leave experiences. Doulas can leave experiences. We know that doulas are often the eyes and ears of um, on behalf of the birthing people in the room um, and see a lot and hear a lot. And so doulas are always invited to leave you know, what they've experienced. Uh, community health workers, hospital-based midwives are also included. Um, and it really is meant to build community power to share, share you know, those experiences and then identify what the next steps are, starting to look at the data to really you know, look at and understand what uh, black and brown birthing people are experiencing and then going to those hospital systems to say, here's what your patients are experiencing and here's how we can help you change those, um, those dynamics. 
You know, um, I was reading about it, and it said, in partnership with leaders and residents across the community, Greenlight Fund Twin Cities led a comprehensive process conducting research and holding community conversations to identify the need for a program that disrupts the current status of black maternal health through a community-centered approach. The reason I wanted to bring that up is because now we know that there are those transgendered who are um, used to be women and then they turn, you know, they decide, oh, I want to be a man, or they are already man and they decide to be a woman. If they decide to be a woman and they have the parts in order to have a child, is that also included in this if they are black and brown? 100%. And that's why we use the term birthing people. Uh, it's an acknowledgement that not just those who identify as a woman can uh, and will and should give birth. And so uh, Earth, the Earth app is inclusive of, of all of those people who consider themselves a birthing person. And just to your point about Greenlight Fund's you know, community-driven process, um, I just want to share, you know, that's really at the core of how we work and what we do. We invest in community-driven change. So I spend time, my staff and I, uh, yes. talking to community residents in and uh, across the Twin Cities uh, to really understand what the needs are and how Greenlight can respond. You know, everything we do at Greenlight is designed to remove barriers to inclusive prosperity that, as you and I, you know, know are often rooted in racial inequities. And so um, my goal with through my work at Greenlight is to, uh, you know, have an impact and increase that impact exponentially uh, over over the years as we address community-identified needs. And this isn't just for the Twin Cities, correct? So the Earth app is currently operating across the country. Greenlight Fund, through my work in the Twin Cities, is now funding Earth uh, to to launch uh, in the Twin Cities, in the metro area. And our hope is that it will grow and scale across the state as well. Um, we are the fourth uh, city for, that has adopted and is implementing the Earth app locally. Um, and it's a really amazing opportunity to uh, invest in our community and respond to an, a need that has been, been identified by our community residents. Wow. So Green Light Fund um, is what is really leading this uh, with the earth. And I keep asking myself, so is there is there funding that is needed? Um, why, why is it called Green Light Fund Twin Cities? Sure. That's what I want to know yeah. how we can help. Yeah, thank you for that question. So Greenlight Fund Twin Cities is fortunate to be uh, supported by a coalition of incredibly generous funders and investors across uh, across the uh, Twin Cities area um, that support the work that I lead in our community. Um, Greenlight, once we've you know determined the the program or opportunity that we believe based on community feedback is needed, so Earth, for example. Greenlight then um, offers forward $600,000 over four years to support the work, uh, but that's not the end of um, how we work. We are very much in partnership with Earth to ensure that um, we are responding to the needs that we heard communities say um, when we decided that Earth was needed um, to, and implemented in our community. And that also includes looking for other funding partners um, and other hospital systems and partners who want to come to the table to do this work as well. 
Well, Minnesota is very giving, so I'm, I feel very optimistic about this. Um, I'm so grateful that you had the know-with-all to really present something like this so that um, women, black and brown, can really understand how important it is when it's the birthing that is happening, uh, that they understand all of it. Even though it is called Earth, uh, it is all about the birthing. So I'm excited about that. I have a, someone in my life who is a doula, and it's just remarkable what they do. So thank you so much for presenting this to us tonight and really um, showing us that we can take a hopeful step in closing the disparity gap in maternity, maternal mor- mortality, excuse me, uh, the rates for women of color. And that is a really big deal. Last question. What is the outcome that you, see, you hope to see that will change this forever for the better? Wow. Well, that is a big question, but I, and I appreciate that. You know, we are working through Earth and our partnership to really undo, uh, you know, the legacy of structural racism, and uh, and change the and push the status quo. And my hope and goal over these next several years is that we will, uh, you know, be able to share the stories of Black and Brown birthing people and their experiences but also um, create transparency and accountability with our hospital systems and our clinics who are um, supporting uh, black and brown birthing people to ensure that they are uh, doing their jobs to create experiences that, uh, that are full of joy and love. And you know, our ultimate goal with Earth is that we will have uh, hospitals across the Twin Cities and beyond that receives the Earth badge of approval, which ultimately means that uh, that hospital is a safe place, deemed a safe place for black and brown uh, birthing people and women to give birth. I also meant to ask you, do you need people to come and really learn how to do this? Um, Are you short of people? We always, yes, we always welcome, you know, Earth is a community-centered program, and so you know, the work really starts in community with mm-hmm. uh, community voice sharing. Um, so I encourage all of you listening uh, this evening to log on to the Earth app, www.earthapp.org, and take a look at the survey. Um, if you have an experience to share, please, um, I welcome you to do that. Um, I will also share that Earth is uh, hiring a community, a local uh, community coordinator. Ah. So if that interests you, if you are Uh, committed and passionate about maternal health for black and brown birthing people and women, uh, I encourage you to go to the Earth website, earthapp.org backslash careers, and take a look at that uh, that position. Uh, We you hire want to hire locally someone from the community who who's deeply committed to this work. Oh, that's fantastic. You just made my night. Okay, so they are looking for a community coordinator if you are interested. Uh, she just gave you the website. Give it to us one more time, please. www.earthapp.org backslash careers. Fantastic. Simone Hardiman Jones, I wish you well with this. Uh, I don't know if there's anything I can do, but please don't hesitate to call me here at CCO or, uh, you know, give us a, a holler and say, hey, we want to we want to come back or we want to talk more about this or you want to talk about the the stories and how it is changing and getting better. So make sure you, you stay in touch with WCCO. I would love that and appreciate that, and we'll certainly be taking you up on that, Gerilyn. Thank you so much for having me this evening. What a pleasure. Thank you so much for what you do. Thank you.
All right. My goodness, I take a deep breath because this is real. It is so very real, right? Visceral. You have that feeling. So when I take a deep breath, it's because I needed a deep breath because this is something that I've never heard of before, really gathering the women of of color, the women that are black and brown and and saying, hey, you can learn about this. You can do this. This is called the Green Light Fund. Look it up. Try to find as much as you come. Look up as much as you can. Look up Simone Hardiman Jones. Again, that's Simone Hardiman Jones, the executive and founding director of Green Light Fund Twin Cities. And as you heard her say, it's starting to move all over the country as well. I mean, this is this is big. It could save a lot of lives, a lot of babies, a lot of births. All right, everyone, we're going to take a break and come back. My next guest is going to be uh, Stephen Shire, but that will be at 810. So stay and stick with us. We love, love, love having you. We'll be back. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Steel Talking. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele. It is what I love to do on a Sunday night is be here with you. I do want to mention a little bit about our last guest in saying that um, they talked about how it's kind of spreading out through the country. But they have partnerships now in California, Pennsylvania, Michigan, as well as their uh, perinatal quality collaborative work in New York City, where Earth is providing robust patient experience data to over 30, 30 hospitals. And over the next four years in the, in the Twin Cities, with support from Greenlight, a local leader and a team of 17 local Earth doula ambassadors, Earth will gather 2,000 patient reviews and develop partnerships with three additional local hospitals. That in itself is quite remarkable. So well done. Well done. Um, Here's the thing that's going on with me right now. As I keep reading the news and um, talking, like sometimes I'll end up in a conversation that I wasn't invited in. Uh, I hear people say things. You know how you are in the grocery store or people walking around and and you wonder, you know, what are they thinking about? What are they talking about? Or how do I introduce myself to someone? I want to tell you about a woman that I met just the other day. She's from Arizona. And her daughter convinced her to move to Minnesota, which I think is so wonderful. Her name is Dale. And the thing about Dale is that she has this amazing smile on her face. She just giggles sometimes. She's just so happy to meet people in Minnesota and to be a part of the neighborhood. It was one of those um, outdoor, what do you call it, garage sales. There you go, garage sales. And I bought a few things and really enjoyed just talking with her. And I want to encourage others, you know, those that are listening who don't feel weird about it, if you have a new neighbor in the neighborhood, go try to meet them. You don't have to go in the house. You can just say, hey, boom, boom, I would just like to say hello and welcome to our neighborhood But the question I ask often is that whenever you're in a neighborhood and you know nothing about it, wouldn't it be great if there was a book for every neighborhood, for every neighborhood, just a small book to tell you or to at least advise you of what that community is like? What are their expectations of you? You know, are you to keep your lawns clean, your, you know, the house looking nice? I mean, what, how far do you go with it? So those that have new people in the, in the, um, the community, you know, maybe it's uncomfortable sometimes. Maybe you think to yourself, no, 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 I don't even want to talk about that. But I lived in Como Park once, and I'll never forget they brought over a little booklet that told us all about what that community was all about. 
and I was so grateful for it. I was able to go from house to house and, and figure out, okay, tell me how you do this, or, or I've been reading the book, and all of you guys do this, or is there a different time each of you do this? And I learned so much about that. So that's what I'm looking for in my next endeavor. My next endeavor, I want to meet the people. I want to know who they are, and I want them to know who I am. And that's a big deal for me. So if someone has already done that in your community, say thank you to them, because we all could really stand to do this. <laughs> All right, so Dale, I'm sure you're not listening. We didn't talk much, but we sure had a great time engaged in our conversation. And I hope I get to run into those blue eyes and that incredible smile again. All right, we're going to take a break. And uh, we want to let you know that um, we've got some great guests tonight. Uh, my first guest is going to be Stephen Shear. Uh, he's a Congdon Professor of Political Science Emeritus at Carleton College. Great college, by the way. All right, don't, um, don't go anywhere. We have a lot to talk about tonight. Of course, Center Stage starts at 9 o'clock, so you don't want to miss any of it. Stick and stay with us. We even have some fun with some of the commercials. Yeah, every now and then. <laughs> we'll be back. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 